Colton Culture with Justin Pearson. This is Justin Pearson with Colton Culture, and I'm here with Rob Moran. Let's just go ahead and talk about the Jose Palafox situation. Okay. <laughs> so we get to this place in Orange County, right? I guess Orange County or somewhere. It was the Ice House. Ice House. Yeah. Total straight edge white male, like just it was bad. And I, I would, uh, I had an opposition to straight edge anyhow, and that's why I loved. I'm broken because it was like anti straight edge, straight edge, you know? <laughs> the punks could dig it. And so yeah. I remember you had Jose Palafox introduce you guys in Spanish. And yes. it's brilliant because I don't speak Spanish very well. And I remember him saying this sort of, you know, rant or speech to introduce you guys. And I think you and him were the only people there that knew what he was saying. Before the show, we were in the back talking and, you know, we were talking about touring and how weird it was like he's like was it ever weird to you like going around the country and like you'd, you'd be the only brown person I'm like yeah it was really strange I never noticed it until I toured and always thought that was strange he goes yeah but look around here like we're in Orange County like look at everyone and I'm like oh yeah he's like I'm gonna come out and say something controversial what are you gonna say he's like oh you'll know and then he came out so you didn't even know what he was going to say? No, I didn't know what he was going to say. He just said he was going to say some stuff, and he came out, and I thought it was funny. Looking back on it, it was, like, kind of brutal. I was like, whoa, like, this, you know, this is crazy. But he came out and said, listen, you dumb white motherfuckers, Chicano Bowers taking over. You're all going to die tonight by the brown hand and saying all this crazy stuff. And, and people just didn't know what he was saying, and I was cracking up because I thought it was hilarious. But you're looking at it now. You know, it's like, ooh, that was kind of crazy to say, but... <laughs> but he's, I mean, Jose's a lot like you, aside from being Mexican and punk, but, you know, he was obviously, like, a huge prankster, too. So oh, yeah. that was his, that was the angle. But it was funny, because I, I had no idea what he was saying, but I could just see your expression, and so I was oh, like, yeah. and that, that was what I could gauge. I was dying. Like, I was laughing, because I was like, this is crazy, like, a crazy, brutal thing to say. Knowing that he was just saying something to be, like, you know, controversial, I thought that was super funny, but I... Looking back on it, it totally could have been taken out of context, you know. And it should have been taken out of context. But times have changed, I think. I think there's a, a shift in, in the, in the non-white male section, or I guess sub, like subculture. Culture yeah, it's changing. Oh, yeah. I think it's much more diverse now than, it, than it's ever been. I remember going to this show in Orange County somewhere, and I remember showing up with the Broken, and there was just this band opening, and instead of X's on their hands, they had crosses, and I, I never had seen something like that, something so absurd. But I remember that night, like, all you guys just, like, grabbed markers and wrote all this crazy shit on your arms, and were totally trying to play up, like, this sort of evil vibe, you know, <laughs> to provoke them, and it was, a, it was, it was definitely amusing. Yeah, I always thought it was odd that religion would ever make its way into, like, punk and hardcore. I mean, it's just... Like, even with Bad Brains, I always thought it was weird, you know? Like, sure. I, I just find that it's odd, I guess, that people would give Bad Brains a pass for shit that they had done or, like, for uh, their religious beliefs, you know, just because of, like, their founding members oh, of yeah. hardcore or whatever. So, so my whole thing is, like, I've always been very open-minded. I don't care what you're into, if you're atheist or Satanist, Christian, Krishna, whatever. I just always found it weird that you would be into something that was established to rail against those organized things. Yeah. And so that was always my stance. It's like, well, 
you're gonna do this, then you know, because me personally, like, I'm I'm an atheist. I just don't care as long as it's not infringing on anybody. I don't really care, and I feel that sometimes some of these religions will marginalize or infringe on people's rights, whether it's like abortion or women's rights or you know, gay rights, whatever the case is. And that's where I, I draw the line. It's like, well, punk was created by these like artists and weirdos and like these fringe element that were like disenfranchised because they didn't fit in anywhere. Hence, like they kind of came together in this, you know, this wheelhouse that we call punk, you know, and hardcore. And so it's like you're coming in now and trying to play this influence of like religion. And so I just felt very like, fuck this, like, you know, like. And we, you know, drew upside down crosses and did all kinds of crazy stuff. And I meant, you know, like, yeah, and I'm sure it probably, like, hurt someone's feelings. But, you know, sometimes, like, espousing about, like, you know, religion that's caused so much, like, hate in this world, like, hurts my feelings. Sure. I mean, we've been accustomed to to Christianity in, in the United States, especially. So if you do step outside that, you're at risk of being controversial. Yeah. So it was like almost you're supposed to just be like, oh well, they have crosses on their hands. But I was I was taken back. You know? Yeah. Because that was oh, that was like our community. And we're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, band this was doing? like ninety two, ninety three, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So it was like very odd to be like, whoa, like where is this coming from? Uh-huh. How did this happen? Like, but you know, I as much as like it's as fun as it was to like trade barbs and like kind of poke at it a little bit it was also I was fine just ignoring it and being sure. like whatever like because where, did that, what where did that band go to you know not yeah. to sound elitist or something but like it's like well they, they did their thing and maybe they're all like pastors somewhere in Orange County good, yeah. good, for, good for them <laughs> good but for them, their yeah. band really didn't wasn't very successful Wait, I mean which also I think showed a, a little bit musically that night too because I remember it was just garbage so yeah. I mean again that's my opinion but I was just like bring on the real band you know like let's get it let's yeah. get it together I always felt pretty open minded about it but I also felt very threatened by it at the same time yeah. so it was kind of felt oddly dangerous that like someone would try to just like hey this is what we're bringing to the scene now yeah. we're bringing Jesus and, yeah Krishna and all these things yeah. like I, was I would like, trip out on Krishna dude yeah. like, I was like know. this is very dangerous yeah. you are going to bring in ideals that radically change like free thinking like they challenge free, free thought you know and, and it's like what happened to the thought crusade of just being able to like think as a, as a free free will person you know yeah. and so those are the types of things that like I was very cons- combative against yeah combative right? against yeah. it's kind of like whoa like you're infringing on my like thought because you want to impose your thoughts and will well also to tie the two things together it was going back to a, you know like this sort of upper class privileged white male band yeah, and it was like well then so what's the point here because punks were the outcast and that you know what it's like especially like in Los Angeles maybe not in Orange County but you know there's such a huge Latino punk community or punk presence you know yeah. and uh, I think that's important to address so it was really strange to, to, for me to see that because I was used to playing Boyle Heights and downtown LA yeah, you know, Hong Kong all, all that places, yeah where it was yeah. like everyone was there. yeah and then you go to this thing and you're like what the hell is all you know this is, yeah. a, this is like another planet yeah it definitely felt weird so you know what do you do you, you combat it with like imagery and like sure. all kinds of things just to kind of like you know annoy people play kind of like that that prank of doing stuff to people
well, it's subversive yeah. in, in a sense. But that's that's one of the reasons why I always would cite Unbroken as easily one of the, personally one of the best hardcore bands because obviously the music yeah. was great and it and it still holds up to this day. But it's, the aesthetics of it were something that were equally as important. It wasn't narrow-minded or elitist in that sense. Yeah. Well, because we all came from different backgrounds and broken homes, sure. and stable homes, and we all came from every, different backgrounds, so, and, and, rich and poor. Like yeah. We, you know, or middle class and poor. Like, we all came from different backgrounds, you know? Like, yeah. came from, like, just lower working class, you know, family, you know? My dad was, like, working stiff, you know? My mom was a cashier at a grocery store, kind of what we grew up in, you know? And so, you know, so Unbroken as a band was, like, very diverse in that way. We came from different backgrounds, but I think that helped contributed to being open-minded and understanding. Like, you know, people come from all walks of life and just respect it. Yeah. As long as you're not, like, infringing on people's beliefs, like, then what does it matter, you know? Sure. But, yeah, I always thought religion and hardcore was always strange to me, you know? But even though I like some of the bands that were, you know, were pretty good from that whole... Even some of the Christian bands I thought were all right, you know. I wasn't into the message that much, but, like, I respected them musically, you know. Um, same with some of the Krishna bands. Like, I wasn't into the message in any way, but some of the music was, like, really good, you know. So you just kind of <laughs> kind of look past it, I guess. I guess that's how open-minded we were to, like, even despite, like, poking fun at some of it or, like, saying shit in, in zines or you know, having, like, symbols on our arms yeah. or on our amps when we would play or stuff on our shirts, whatever. And if yeah. you can't make fun of yourself, then you're, you're yeah. not going to Yeah, we would make fun of ourselves, too, and, yeah. you know, like, me, people make fun of us for, like, wearing pompadours and being in a Morrissey, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, we would yeah. make fun of it, and just like, you know, so that's the whole thing. We felt like, well, hey, we can make fun of ourselves, we can make fun of you, too, yeah. and we would, you know, we'd kind of have that Sam McFeeders mentality of, like... Like, I'm going to fucking poke you with a stick now and again just to let you know, like, if it's odd that you're here. Like, you know, like, but you're welcome, but you're still going to get poked with a stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Colton Culture with Justin Pearson.